Um, it's, a, it's a great day. It's about time we get some recognition, right? <laughs> Actually, we're lucky if we do. No, uh, <laughs> there's some great examples in the Bible of fathers, and there's some, uh, there's some poor examples uh, of fathers. And so uh, I didn't, when I started this, this lesson, I didn't really think about uh, the fact that we'd be doing this on Father's Day. But there's a couple things I think we can glean from, from this message when it comes to the father aspect. Uh, but as a reminder, if, if anybody's new to the, this, this series, we are doing fun with felt. Uh, we're taking it back a notch to, to our uh, to our childhood of just the simplicity of the Bible and the fact that these stories have wonderful, wonderful uh, uh, meanings and wonderful uh, st- uh, lessons for us that God has for us uh, as He, uh, as the Bible was written and as it was recorded in history. So all true stories that we do in the Fun with Felt series, uh, we've talked about David and Goliath. Uh, we've uh, had some just some great. We've talked about uh, the maniac of Gadara. Uh, today, we're going to talk about Jacob. We're going to talk about the trickery of Jacob. Um, the, now, uh, we'll, we'll be reading in Genesis. So get your Bibles out. We'll be in Genesis today, uh, back to the front of the book. And, um, and we'll, uh, we'll go through uh, basically chapter 27 uh, for our story today. And the trickery of Jacob. Now, who, just uh, let's see if we can just do a little Q&A here. Uh, who does Jacob become? Israel. Israel. Who is Jacob's father? Isaac. Okay, who is Isaac's father? Abraham. Okay, uh, who is Isaac's wife? Isaac's wife. Rebecca. That's right. right. Okay, see, so you, the, all these things can run together when you, when you go through the story. You go, okay, which wife was whose? And, and you, you'll see similarities in stories that happen when, when you know, when, when uh, uh, Abraham uh, says that Sarah's my sister, and, and it happens again with somebody else. And uh, so there's, there's a lot of similarities, but when you go in and you just kind of piece it together, it, it starts to make sense. And uh, it was, uh, you know, Jacob did not find his wife. Uh, The servant of Isaac went and found her for him. And that was, uh, you know, out of love for for his master and for uh, uh, for Jacob, he found, uh, no, no, he found Isaac's wife. Yes, yes, yes. So so again, they're running on. So yes, the servant found Isaac's wife, Rebekah. And um, she was probably, I'm guessing, 20 to 25 years his junior because he was 40 years old when they married. Uh, uh, so, so now we're, we're in a story of an elderly couple um, with grown sons and twins, but polar opposites. Now, let's just qualify this. How many have kids and they're polar opposites? What do you have to do with having kids that are polar opposites? Beat one and, and praise the other? No, no, no. Sometimes it feels so. But we have to love them. And we have to, uh, we have to, I might be getting ahead of myself, I think, but, but it's hard. Let's just say it's hard. It is not easy. It would be so easy if they were just all in line and just perfect like the Davis's kids, you know, but, but it, it's different. It's different. Uh, uh, I will admit I'm, I'm tough on Anna because she's so much like me and I don't like the way I was and I don't like the way the, I know the mistakes I made and I don't want her to have to go through that. So, um, but, uh, but I love her 
and I find my faults when I don't love her right. It's not her fault, it's me. And so, um, and so on this, I love my daughter, my youngest daughter. I love my oldest daughter. I love them both the same. But they're different. They're polar opposites. And this was a case with two twins. Not only were they polar opposites in personality, they're polar opposites in the way they looked. Okay? They, I mean, one was basically a, 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 a beast. <laughs> you know, I just watched Beauty and the Beast last night. So one was a beast and one was a, a smooth-haired uh, uh, fancy boy, <laughs> basically. Okay? So, um, so, uh, so let's get into the story. Let's get into the story. So we're going to have a three-scene story here, um, and we're in Genesis 27. And it came to pass that when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim, so he was, he, he was old, is dim. It didn't say that he had lost his faculties or anything like that. It just means that he's just getting blind. Uh, he's old. Uh, that, so that he could not see, he called Isaac his eldest son. Now, eldest by minutes, because Jacob had, what did Jacob have when? Uh, did I, what did I say? He said, okay, yes, thank, thank you. I have a daughter here to correct me. Awesome. Um, she goes to Bible college, yeah. Uh, so, so, so Esau, his oldest son, and said unto him, my son, and he said unto him, hold, here I am. Okay, so we have a picture here of, uh, of help me with our names. We got I, Isaac and Esau. Now Esau was his oldest son by minutes because Jacob had the foot, the, the heel of Esau when he was, when he was being born. Um, we'll see that in a bit. Um, so he said, uh, Now therefore, take, I pray thee, thy weapons, thy quiver, thy bow, and go out to the field and, and take me some venison, and make me savory meat such, such as I love, and bring it to me that I may eat, that my soul may bless thee before I die. And Rebekah heard when Isaac spake to, to Esau, her, his son, and Esau went to the field and hunt for the venison and to bring it. So um, he obeyed his father. His father said, go get me some, um, some deer meat. Um, I, love what, I love it when you get deer meat. Uh, and and, and you, you, cook it, you cook it a certain way. And, and, so, and that's not being a, a man of the kitchen. That's being a man of the, of the campground. You, know, you get to cook some good meat on the fire and everything like that. So, so Esau is obeying his father. Um, Jacob is, uh, has, or, uh, Isaac has asked him to go get him some meat in his latter days so that he can bless him. He, is, uh, um, uh, he, wants to, he wants to bless his eldest son. Now, for those who are new to the class, just a reminder, we are doing fun with folk. You are not in the, in the five-year-old class. You're in the 35-year-old class. And so uh, we're having fun, though. This is, this is great. Verily I say unto you, as our, as our series uh, memory verse, Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child shall in no wise enter therein. That's from Luke 18, 17. So in this passage... We have Isaac is ready to bless Esau, and he has commissioned him to go get some meat, the meat that he loves. And, uh, and Esau uh, uh, complies. Now, if you go back to Genesis 25, 28, there's, so you've got basically three, verses, three chapters that, that deal in some way with Esau and Jacob. Uh, chapter 26 only has a little bit at the end. But in uh, Genesis 25, 28, we see, the pro we see one of the problems here. Um, and Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison, but Rebekah loved Jacob. So we, have not, we don't have two people that are in tune together. That's probably the first problem we had here. Because when we raise our kids, uh, when Celia was born, 
guys, I don't know about the rest of you. I had the perfect child. Didn't, she didn't scream. She didn't, uh, you know, it was just when she was born. When Anna came along, then the conniption happened with Celie. And we were like, whose child is this? But, but we also learned that we have to, we love them the same. They're ours. They're our flesh. And so here, I, I'm sure Isaac loved Jacob. But he might not have shown the love towards Jacob that he shows towards Esau. And likewise, Rebecca had, had a helpmate in the, in the kitchen and somebody who, who, who liked being around her. And that's, that's fine. But she might not have understood and, and shown the same love towards Esau. And so, so you can see where this starts to happen. It doesn't happen with Jacob and Esau. It happens with the parents. Right? So, Bible according to Franklin, okay? Franklin, you know, so, uh, um, but, but I, that's what I see. That's what I see here. I see that, uh, that the parents have started this whole process off by making mistakes. Now, God can make right out of our mistakes. He can make right out of the parents' mistakes. He can make right out of kids' mistakes. Um, out of sin, he can make right. God doesn't choose us to ever do sin to, make, to, to accomplish something, but he can make right. So we as a parents have a big responsibility to love our kids at the same and celebrate their differences, encourage the, and encourage the differences. Uh, uh, you know, we, uh, I want to weed out the things that, that I know are going to harm them, the, 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 maybe the, the, the psychological or the, the things in their... In their uh, uh, in their genes, just weed those out so they can have a successful life. But I, but I, but I want to encourage and build up all those strengths they have. So, so uh, I basically I want all my my both girl both my girls to have all of Cheryl's strengths and none of mine. Okay, that's what it is. Uh, but so we as parents need to need to encourage our children and love them the same, and 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 they need to know that we love them the same. What, what is the common thing that, that, that kids say? Well, so-and-so gets to do such, such. you know. Like, you, my dad's, his famous line to me and my brother all growing up was, well, she's a girl. My, our sister. The beauty queen, she's the girl, she's the first girl in nine generations of Franklins, and now all we have is girls in Franklins. Um, but, but, you know, that was the thing. And it was exasperating to Walter and I. Now, we knew they loved us. But my brother and I are, are 180 out. And I just now learned in, in the last few years that there was some big strife between my parents and my brother. That I always saw strife, but I, I didn't realize how he felt. He, 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 he felt like he was the black sheep, the middle kid. And, and uh, so if you have a middle kid, I pray for you. You got you to gotta work with him. And some of you grew up as a middle kid. So it's, it's hard. But... Uh, but we, it's, a, it's a daunting task. It's why we want to celebrate Father's Days and Mother's Days. We want to encourage parents um, to, to, to build up their kids and raise them as the Lord would have us. So we have a, the, this, this uh, first act is, is a final request by, uh, for your notes, is final request by Isaac to his son. So it sets up uh, what's going to happen here. So act two, a deception devised. A deception devised. So who devised? We'll find out who devises this deception. Jacob? No. Nope, nope. Let's get into uh, uh, verse 6. And Rebekah spake unto Jacob, her son, saying, Behold, I heard thy father speak unto Esau, thy brother, saying, 
Bring me venison and make me savory meat that I may eat and bless thee before the Lord, uh, before the Lord, before my death. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice according to that which I command thee. Go now to the flock and fetch me from thence two good kids of the goats, and I will make them savory meat for thy father and such as he as such as he loveth. And thou shalt bring it to thy father that he may eat and that he may bless thee before his death. And Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, Behold, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, and I am a smooth man. My father, peradventure, will feel me, and he shall see, and to him seem as a deceiver. And I shall bring a curse upon me, and not a blessing. And his mother said unto him, Upon me be thy curse. And my son, obey my voice, and I go, and go fetch me them. And he went and fetched and brought them to his mother, and, and his mother made savory meat, such as his father loved. And Rebekah took goodly raiment for her eldest son Esau, which were with her in the house, and put them upon Jacob, her younger son. And she put the skins of the goat, kids of the goats upon his hands and upon the smooth of his neck. And she gave the savory meat and, and bread, which she had prepared under the hand of her son Jacob. So scene two is we have a conversation now between Rebekah, uh, who's older in her life, and her favorite son, um, Jacob. And she's, she wants to, she, she heard what's going to happen, and she wants to make sure she turns it a certain way. That is not in tune with working hand in hand. Um, our kids shouldn't be able to go to one parent and say, right? You know, the... The, well, what'd your dad say? What'd your mom say? You know, it, we need to be in tune. And it's a wonderful thing. I, I will tell you, it is a wonderful thing when something's brought up to you and you say something and your wife goes, amen, that's right. You know, and it, it feels really good when you guys are on the same page. It, it does. But in this case, we're not. We have a deception um, that is devised by Rebecca, not Jacob. In fact, Jacob gave her a chance to say, this is not right. So I, I believe there's a soft heart in this, in this young man. Uh, which, a lot of times you find that with the younger. You find a soft heart, a heart that's pliable, a heart that can be manipulated very easily. Um, and I think Jacob, in a way, had this, this soft heart, but he, he obeyed his mother. So... Um, but let's go back to Genesis 25, and we'll, we'll get some more background here. And this is before the verses we just read in 28. If you look in 24, 25, so uh, chapter 25 and tw verse 24. And when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. And the first came out red and all over hairy, uh, like a hairy garment, and they called his name Esau. And after that came his brother out, and his hand took hold of Esau's heel, and his name was called Jacob. And Isaac was threescore years old when she bare them. And the boys grew, and Esau was a cunning hunter, a man of the field, and Jacob was a plain man dwelling in the tents. Uh, so we get the background of the birth of these two and the differences in them. And we see that, that, um, uh, we see that Rebecca, uh, when she... When they were born, there was, there was, she knew the differences. And for some reason, the next verse, we, we, he, Isaac, adhered to Esau, maybe because Isaac liked to go hunt. 
Maybe, 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 that was, maybe that was it. He liked to go hunt, so this son, yeah, this is my, my favorite son. And then, and again, Jacob uh, held closer to Rebekah. So we have the differences, and from the beginning, we see a problem here. Um, but if you go into uh, Act 3 here, and you'll see there's a little more history of why, why she did what she did. Um, this, this devised deception brings division. It brings division. Let's go into uh, 18, through 24, 18 through 40, finish our verses here. Um, and he came to his father. So Jacob now has come to his father. And um, he has the meat of the venison? No. It's the meat of his, of the, the meat of the what? The it was goats. It's the lambs, right? And so she, she obviously knows the spices needed. And uh, I'm just going to put some hair here on his arms and stuff like that. Okay. And, and he came to his father and said, My father. And he said, Here am I. Who art thou, my son? And Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, thy firstborn. I have done according to you as thou badest me. Arise, I pray thee, sit and eat of my venison, that, my soul, uh, that thy soul may bless me. And Isaac said unto his son, How is it that thou hast found it so quickly, my son? And, and he said, Because the Lord thy God brought it to me. And Isaac said unto Jacob, Come near, I pray thee, that I may feel thee, my son, whether thou be my very son Esau or not. This is almost like a comedy. Why, Grandma, what big eyes you have. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, the... You're like, when you think about it, you go, really? So let's, we'll talk about that in a minute. And he said, art thou my very son Esau? And he said, I am. So, so again, the lie continues. He, continues. he starts a lie, he has to keep it. And he said, bring it near to me, and I will eat of my son's venison, that my soul may bless thee. And he brought it near to him, and he did eat, and he brought him wine, and he drank. And his father, father Isaac said unto him, come near now, and kiss me, my son. And, and he came near, and he kissed him, and he smelled the, the smell of his raiment, and blessed him, and, and said, see, the smell of my son is as the smell of a field which the Lord hath blessed. Therefore God give thee of a, the dew of heaven, and the fatness of the earth, and plenty of corn and wine. Let people serve thee, and nations bow down to thee. Be Lord over thy brethren, and let thy mother's sons bow down to thee. Cursed be every one that curseth thee, and cursed be he that blesseth thee. By the way, that's why we love Israel. This is why we, we want to bless Israel. And it came to pass, as soon as Isaac had made an end of blessing Jacob, Jacob was yet scarce gone out from the presence of his father Isaac, uh, of his father, that I saw his brother brought in from his hunting. So we'll stop right there for a second. So, so he deceived his father, and now we have the final scene three, uh, in scene three here. Um, and Isaac, his father, said unto him, Who art thou? And he said, I am thy son, thy firstborn, Esau. And Isaac trembled very exceedingly and said, Who, where is he that hath taken venison and brought it to me? I have eaten of all before thou camest, and have blessed him, yea, and he shall be blessed. And when Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with a great and exceeding bitter cry and said unto his father, Bless me, even me also, O my father, the man that he loved so much. And he said, Thy brother came with subtility, 
subtly and hath taken away thy blessing. And he said, Is not he rightly named Jacob? For he hath supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright. Remember that? And behold, he hath now taken away my blessing. And he said, Hast thou not reserved a blessing for me? And Isaac answered and said unto Esau, Behold, I have made him thy Lord, and all his brethren have I given to him for servants. And with corn and wine have I sustained him. And what shall I do now unto thee, my son? And Esau said unto his father, Hast thou but one blessing, my father? Bless me, even me also, my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. And Isaac his father answered and said unto him, Behold, thy dwelling shall be of the, be the fatness of the earth and of the dew of heaven from above. And by the sword shalt thou live and shalt serve thy brother. And it shall come to pass when thou shalt have, the, have dominion that thou shalt break his yoke from off thy neck. So this deception, it brings division. Esau hated his brother for this. Esau hated his brother for this. His heart was turned, he already had, he probably already, with the fact that his dad loved him and mom loved him, there's probably already division. That's probably why it was easy for uh, Jacob to deceive him the first time. And Jacob actually didn't deceive Esau, he deceived his his father in Esau's place. Um, But it it, it caused division. Now, I have to go back one more time to 25, and let's get a little bit more history on this. Let's go to a few verses ahead of where we were in 21, and let's see why this was going to happen. And Isaac entreated of the Lord. So this is Isaac has uh, uh, married uh, Rebekah, and uh, he was 40 years old when he married her. And, uh, and then Isaac entreated, of the Lord, entreated the Lord for his wife, because she was barren. She didn't have any children. And, because, and, and the Lord was entreated of him, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. And the children struggled together within her. And she said, If it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord. She went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb. Two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels, and one people shall be stronger than the other, and the elder shall serve the younger. So I have a lot of questions in all of this because um, it doesn't give the details. You, you, you get the, this happened, so what happened next? What happened in between? Now, I would hope that if my wife talked to the Lord and he audibly spoke to her, that she'd tell me what he said. So I'm hoping they would. I, I'm hoping that uh, this is a, a new bride. She's, she's she, well, uh, not necessarily a new bride, but she's new, new pregnant. Um, she's got these fighting babies inside her. She inquires of the Lord. He tells her, you've got two nations in your belly, and uh, the younger is going to rule over the, over the older. So she knows this. I bet Isaac will know this at some time. So I have to go back to the question of when, when he was deceived by, his, by the younger son, did he know? Did he really know? Well, I was having this conversation with him. I mean, like I said, it's, it's that why, why, what big eyes you have, Grandma. It's that, it's that wolf in, in sheep's clothing. It's maybe if Isaac was in tune with the Lord, which he was a good man. He was a peacemaker in the, in the chapter prior to this. Um, 
if he was in tune with the Lord, maybe he just wanted to see how this was going to play out. Because the Lord is going to, no matter what, the Lord's word will come true. Right? Does the Lord need us to sin in order to accomplish that? No. I mean, it could have happened a different way. But not only were there, there are two nations that are separated here, but now we have a brother-brother a brother relationship that is strained. And we now have a, uh, because he's going to kill him, Esau's going to kill his brother, so Rebekah tells him to run. He'll never see his mom again, because she's going to die while he's gone. So he loses the love of his mother. And so there's, so there's a lot of consequence from the sin. And God didn't necessarily have to have it that way. Now, God could have known it is going to happen. Well, he did know. He did know it's going to. I, I believe God knew it was going to happen this way. It always gives us an option to do right for him. We don't have to say, well, that's just the way it was. No, no. God can have a hundred ways of things going to happen, but he knows it's going to happen. He knows that, that um, there, this situation is going to happen. I just wonder if Isaac was a, just a little more aware than we think of. Yeah, he was blind. He wasn't stupid. So, maybe all along he knew he was going to be blessing Jacob. Maybe from this time when she was told by the Lord, I'm going to be blessing Jacob. I don't know. Sounds like he had the words pretty ready in his heart. <laughs> you know? But... Um, but this, the deception of both Jacob and his mother brought division, and it brought it to pass. Um, thankfully, uh, we do see in the future that the Lord did work in Esau's heart, that he embraced his brother when he finally got to see him again, the, the longing to see his brother again and not, not hurt him. Um, and the same with Jacob, just, just seeing that when he finally got to meet his brother again, there was, there was just that reunion um, sweet reunion. But this story just tells us that we don't need to lie. What, what we can tell our kids, you don't need to lie to get things accomplished. Tell the truth. Lies, lies are bad. Lies, lies, one lie is going to start another. I mean, you just saw it with Jacob in the whole conversation with his dad. Uh, yeah, it's me, Esau. No, no, it's me. It's, it's me, Esau. No, I'm Harry. Uh, yeah, feel my neck. Feel, feel my arms. You know, you know, And the whole time going, please get me through this. Just all for the blessing. Now, Esau didn't deserve the blessing anymore because he so callously gave up his birthright. That was a big deal back then. These weren't just, uh, these, I guess, they're not just empty words. If you, if you say something, you, you know, and that's true today. If you say something, you better mean it. We ought to. And when we say something to our kids, we better mean it. I have, I have several, uh, uh, I, I, I feel for parents when they come into my office. Um, I'll see sometimes families and little kids in the summertime, so what's next door to my shop? There's, a, there's this nice little shaved ice stand called Sealy Shaved Ice. I hear it's the best stuff in town. Uh, so, but anyway, I'll see these kids, and I'll go, well, you know, it's a hot day. It's going to be great. I will never say to a parent, you should go get shaved ice, you know, colorful, wonderful shaved ice. I never say that in front of kids. I'll usually say, hey, Mom, would you take the kids out? Can I talk to Dad for a minute? Hey, didn't want to set you up. Because who wants to be set up? But I love telling them, hey, want to go get some shaved ice for the kids? They're next door, she'll take care of you guys, and if you want to, you know. So that's, but 
but we should, we should encourage our kids and we should, we should want to build them up and reward the good. Who doesn't want to reward a child that, that is obedient? You know? And, uh, you know, because there's been times when I said, no, I, we can't do this. We can't do this. And, and I get a great, wonderful spirit and then all of a sudden we're doing it. You know? It's not going to hurt anything. It's, it's okay if you get to change your mind for the, for the good uh, many times. I, don't, I rarely have to change my mind for the bad. But the trickery that was here caused a great division in a family. Um, I don't know what happened between Isaac and Rebecca after this. You know, that, that we don't see the conversation that should have happened, <laughs> right? But they were not in tune. So, so the trickery of Jacob, a great story of why uh, we don't need to lie to accomplish God's, God's prophetic will. So, all right, well, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for the story that you've given us. And Lord, how we can um, glean from it uh, how to be better parents, how to be more in tune, uh, how to love our children um, the same, um, and yet encouraging their differences and, and, uh, and just taking the, the families that you give us and raising them for your glory, Lord. I thank you for the special day that we get to honor dads. And uh, Lord, I just pray that, Lord, uh, even though we honor dads today, we, get to, we want you to be the most honored uh, as our heavenly father, the true example that we should all strive for, Lord. I just pray, be with us in the next hour. And Lord, uh, bless our fellowship. And I pray that everything's pleasing to you today. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, folks. Got a little bit.